Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Emma. Hi, Brittany. So I thought we would do something a little different today and that maybe we do a little quiz show, so to speak, where you and I can ask each other some questions about things that we've all talked about, meaning you, me, and Connor in previous episodes. And parents and kids, if you want to have some fun and play along with us, Em and I will not be Googling anything, so no cheating. <laughs> and you can kind of, you know, if you're in the car or you're listening somewhere in your house, you guys can answer too. Maybe pause if you don't know the answer, but no Googling. No so. Googling allowed. <laughs> no. <laughs> that takes all the fun out of it. All right. So I'll go first. And this is actually inspired because a parent came up to me at a conference and told me this was their son's favorite episode. So Emma, what were the names of the brother and sister duo who lived in Nazi Germany and were killed after they stood up to the regime by passing out flyers, letting people know about the atrocities and all the bad things committed by the Nazi government? Those were Hans and Sophie Scholl and... Right? Did I get yes, that right? Yes, you did get it right. I okay. wish you had some sort of like buzzer or like ding. Yeah, I didn't ding, think ding, about ding. this. <laughs> so the reason why I know that is because my first question I was going to ask you is what was the white rose? Wait, so really? This, that was your first I'm, question? I'm not joking. I've oh, got it written down so right in front of funny. me. So this is this is very good. We're, we're off to a good start. Well, um, my bonus question was what did their whole group call themselves? And I guess <laughs> we don't need to go over that now. <laughs> well, there we go. Should we do a quick refresher on, on just who they were? In case yeah, do you want to do you want to do like a, a quick and and we'll link to maybe the episodes we talk about in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, so I won't go into too much detail cuz we we've already gone over all this in a past podcast, but Hans and Sophie Scholl were like you said Brittany, they grew up in Nazi Germany. They were students who um, really opposed Hitler vocally through propaganda, or not propaganda, but through graffiti and pamphlets that they would pass out. And they were very brave, and they were ultimately killed by Hitler's very regime. Sad. Very sad. Um, but Sophie was famous for, in her trial, actually interrupting the person that was cross-examining her. Or actually, she never got the chance to speak, but she interrupted a few times. So the White Rose was their basically secret society student resistance group that they set up to counteract all of the lies that Hitler was telling. So they would, like I said, they would pass out pamphlets and do graffiti and all sorts of um, all sorts of really brave things. And they did pay a price for standing yes. up, but history looks on them as heroes for it. So I'm such a huge fan of those two and of the White Rose. So not surprised that we both brought that up at That's the very so beginning. That's so funny. All right. Well, you're, you're up next, Emma. Okay. So I will skip that one. Um, Brittany, do you know who Satoshi Nakamoto is? And can you explain what what that person did? Well, technically, no one knows who that is. <laughs> there you go. Trick question. <laughs> it is an alias. An alias is like a name that, like a fake name that isn't really yours to to describe the person or people who created Bitcoin and the whole blockchain network in 2008. I'm sure they started working on it much before then, but the paper was 2008. The white paper, which is like mm -hmm. what they call, a, everyone calls a white paper that's really just a big, long research paper. But the Bitcoin one is actually very interesting. I did read that one. Um, so that's who he was or is or, or they are. Nobody really knows. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a big mystery. It is a huge mystery. It's very fascinating to read into that. And everyone's got their guesses on who it is. And one person even came forward and claimed to be the person and had this exact same name on an ID. And it was like this whole controversy. But yep, that's the person who created Bitcoin. Nice job. 
And we will link. So these are all like most of these questions are from episodes we've had. So we will link to them in case you're like, oh, I haven't heard that one. I want to listen to that Mm -hmm. one. So we'll make sure we do that. Yes. They'll all be in the show notes. All right. So I'm up, I think. Ooh, which one? Which one to choose? Okay. Here we go, Emma. Which two Supreme Court justices disagreed on many, many issues but were still great friends despite their differences? Ooh. I am going to say – because I feel like I – I don't – I wasn't on this episode, but, no, I, but I know I've heard yeah, about this. This is, this is something people yeah, know about. This is Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Justice Clarence Thomas, right? Ooh, so close. Oh. You are so close. I was about to go ding, ding. Oh, no, no. Hold on. Right. Antonin okay. Scalia. Yes. I said the wrong yes. person. Yes. I was thinking of the, the other conservative <laughs> the, famous justice. I was going to say justice. the other conservative. Yes. I guess we have a couple now. Um, <laughs> okay. I will give you the point. Emma gets half a point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's a great um, episode we did about people who – can still be friends even though they they don't always believe in the same thing. And I think that's such an important lesson right now because mm-hmm. right now the world is so torn apart. You know, another pair we mentioned on that episode were Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, who started out as great friends, had a huge spat, didn't talk to each other for years. And then if you guys remember, they both ended up re- reconciling through letters, meaning they made up in letters, mm-hmm. and then died on the same day, which was July yes. 4th. So poetic, it almost doesn't seem so real. So crazy. I remember learning about that. This is a little story, but when I toured Thomas Jefferson's house, it's called Monticello in Virginia, that like gave me chills hearing that yep. they passed away on the same day and it was 4th of July. That's just like a really crazy, cool little fun it's fact. It's wonderful. I love it. Yes. Okay. So I'm up. It's You're my turn. Um, which one do I want here? So this one is kind of a funny one and we'll see if Brittany's able to get it. Um, we talked at one point about morning routines. So yes. I just want to see how much of my morning routine oh, Brittany no. remembers. <laughs> A lot of it is pretty basic stuff, so you could just totally guess and get most of it right, but let's just see how much of it you remember. Dang it. Dang it. We we had a lot in common. I know. That's what I'm trying to remember, but I didn't think you meditated. I thought that that wasn't something you did. That is correct. Okay. So you don't meditate. I'm I'm not much of a meditator. Um, Do you journal? I... Well, I don't know if I would say that's in my daily routine. I try to, but it's not okay. like something I've fully worked in yet. Grat- gratitude? Do you do a gratitude writing? Y- yes, I pray okay, every day. Okay. So I okay. think that's yeah, I think, I think that, counts. that counts. Yes, I yeah. think prayer counts. Um, yoga? <laughs> <laughs> I try to move around at some See, point. You move around. Either yoga so or a walk this. or a workout. So Okay. Yeah, well, we'll clearly, clearly I am terrible at this. Emma, why don't you tell us a few of the things you <laughs> there do? There you go. Well, one thing that we had in common is we both drink a big glass of water first yes, thing. Yes, I forgot before about we, that. Before we let ourselves drink any coffee or tea yes. or anything else. So I remembered that. And then, yeah, I try to move around. I try to walk a bit. Um, I, I like to read something positive or, or read my Bible or pray or do something like other than my email or social media before yes. starting my date. Puts me in a good frame of mind. But yeah, you, you more or less got it. It's, you know, it, you're, you're pretty much there. <laughs> I, I did okay. Yeah. All right. So this one might be a little bit tricky if you haven't written about it all, like I did, because I don't think I would know this otherwise, but it is, mm-hmm. who coined the term creative destruction and what does that term mean? I know we've done an episode on this, uh-huh. but we did a few without you on. So we'll see if you get this one. Oh, goodness. So the first time I read about creative destruction was in a book called The Science of Success, I want to say, oh, by yeah. Charles Koch. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if he came up with that term mm-hmm. because he had some coke isms that <laughs> yes. people would talk about. So I'm I don't think I'm gonna get this one right, but that's where I first heard that term. Joseph Schupiter. Okay, who, yeah. I was there never is gonna argument get that on whether or not he's like an Austrian economist or not. Some people say he is, some people say he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But so Joseph Schupiter is is our guy. It was a little bit of a okay. tricky one. That is a tough one. I don't know. I don't think I would have ever guessed that one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling out all the fastballs that on That is okay. <laughs> That's totally okay. All right. So here's one that might be a little bit of a softball for you because I think you could run circles around me on this. But can you explain what a federal agency is and I was what hoping kind of you weren't qualifies as a federal agency? <laughs> because I, it's funny, we did that episode and I remember that, but I was thinking today as we were making questions, I'm like, I wouldn't really know how to define it. So I'm not going to ask her really? that, which is funny because then you asked me that. Um, so well, a federal the funny agency- thing is though, the government doesn't define it either. So it's kind of ah, like anyone's see? guess. <laughs> True question. So yeah. what I would say is it's part of the executive in that it's like, they're just these things created by people mm-hmm. in like the presidential cabinet. So it's not like, well, I guess the legislature has voted on some of them to create some of them. Yeah. Right. Cause I think yeah. TSA was a legislative thing. Uh, I don't know, a department of the government. Like I know what it is. So it's a mm-hmm. department of a government that takes over like a certain, a certain topic. So TSA yeah. obviously does airport security, um, FDA, food and drug administration. Uh, that's a terrible Terrible definitions. You well, help me out here. That's that's why I wanted to ask this question because it kind of like outrages me a little bit. We don't even know how many agencies there are because Oof. the government does not have a clear, cohesive description or even definition. So they can't even count how many there are because each, you know, each part of the government has its own way of defining it. So there are hundreds, but we don't know how many hundreds. And they have way more power than they should. And if you want to hear more about that, you can go back and listen to that episode. We get all fired up about it. So there's there's my question. Brittany, what have you got for me now? All right. So this one again might be – I'm glad we both like needed a little help because that doesn't make me feel as bad about asking this next one because this is something that Connor and I are both nerds about. So I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> who is referred to as the father of propaganda and who also wrote the book called Propaganda? I don't remember his first name, but I believe his last name was Goebbels. Am I saying that right? Mm, it's Goebbels, but no. Ger- oh, okay. Am <laughs> so, I wrong? Goebbels was – no, Goebbels – so Edward Bernays is the guy who wrote it. Okay. And he was not uh, German. The Germans used this Really? Book. Yes. So okay. they were heavily influenced by American propaganda. So Goebbels loved Bernays. So Goebbels wasn't I the father see. of propaganda. He took all his stuff – and from made Bernays. it yes yep. and made it even worse okay yeah well exactly. that is good to know I was wrong on that one but but, but at, least, were, at least they were, were semi-connected yes, yeah. definitely okay good all right so here's what I've got for you Brittany um I know you're into the personality stuff yes. just like I am so I want to quiz you and see if you can name all five personality dimensions off the top of your head which will be like very all the different combinations or all the different. The, so the dimensions, the five personality dimensions, which is kind of the thing that like Wait, Jordan like, Peterson talks about. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like neuro. Well, they they vary from test to test. So you have like and ex- excuse me, extroversion or introversion. But is that mm-hmm. what it would be called? Is that right? Yeah, like okay. I'm thinking in that sort of line of thought. Okay, so we'll do that. And if I'm wrong on some of them, like the wording. So like in the yeah. Jordan Peterson one, there's neuroses and there's like other things. But if we're just going by Myers Briggs, so it's like 
extroverted or introverted, mm-hmm. um, how you perceive the world. So whether you're like intuitive or like sensory, like you just kind of take things for what they are. You're not like mm-hmm. a big picture person. The next one is like whether you are more of a thinker or a feeler. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is whether – so the way it's explained is judge like judgmental or, or uh, what is it, perceptive or something like that. But what that really means is like are you more – are you willing to change your views? Are you willing to like take new information in and consider other conclusions? Or are you kind of set in your ways and stuck and not wanting to, to change? And that could be agreeableness and non-agreeableness too if, if yeah. we're looking at that. So that's my that's my attempt. <laughs> well, there you go. That was pretty good. Um, the ones the ones that I had I was just going off a list that we went through in one of the episodes, but it was like extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness. Yes. Those. So you are you're pretty much dead on there. Nice job. I think I'm, I made. That I'm list impressed. Too, I couldn't remember. This is yeah. like I read I read too much of them. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say Brittany should get this if anyone on earth can. <laughs> All right. We'll each ask one more because I know we're running out of time here. Mm-hmm. So let me think of the uh, – I'm not going to ask you that one. I'll be nice. Um, all right. Which amendment established the right to a jury trial? Ooh. Would that be – I want to say it's the sixth, but I don't feel I just, super confident in that Googled answer. I just Googled to make sure. I thought it was the seventh. How hilarious. Then I was like, you know what? I don't want to – oh, my goodness. Which one you is it? right. I was wrong. What? So oh, seven, man. Seven is <laughs> – wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, listeners. We've got some we've got some conflicting information here. Uh-oh. Okay, so here's what it is. Okay, so the Sixth Amendment says that you get the right to a speedy public trial by an impartial yeah. jury. Now, the Seventh Amendment basically says you have a right to a jury trial in civil cases. So, we are both correct. But but that's that'll be like I want you guys to go research that on your own cuz I was surprised by that. I was set to go with yeah. the Seventh Amendment and then Google threw me a curveball. So. Yeah. My first my first inclination because of the famous line, I plead the fifth, is like, well, if it has to do with a jury trial, it's probably the fifth. And then I was like, no, that's not it. So uh, yeah. we need to do a little refresher on the we Bill of Rights. Everyone, everyone could always use a little refresher. <laughs> All yes. right. You want to ask your last one? Yes. Here's my last one. It's a funny one again. Um, why are corn and soybeans in literally everything? Ah, because the government has subsidies, right? They subsidize those industries. So basically, we are using our tax dollars to fund things that are actually pretty unhealthy for us. Yes. And that is why you find them, like, that's why the the ridiculous food pyramid, like, the top mm-hmm. thing is like, oh, carbs. Like, eat all yeah. the corn you can because that's what the government is yeah. pumping money into. Yep. And the corn industry loves when the government makes us all eat lots of corn. So I won't eat it now. It's all messed up, man. All right. Well, that was a fun one. Maybe we'll have to do another one of these in a while and and just keep doing these refreshers so that we can make sure that Brittany and I are still remembering everything that we talk about on here. This is a good exercise. But like Brittany said, we're going to link all of the episodes that we talked about in the show notes. So if you heard anything that you hadn't heard us talked about before, uh, feel free to check that out and go back and listen. So thanks for joining us today. Brittany, thanks for quizzing me. And we will talk to you all again soon. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.